This is Brother Michael A. Smith, a voice for Freemasonry, bringing to you the Short Talk Bulletin, published by the Masonic Service Association of North America every month since 1923. This, the Short Talk Bulletin podcast, is produced in cooperation with the MSA and is made possible with the generous support of a grant from the Grand Lodge AFNAM of Minnesota. Hello, my brothers. I'm David Sandy, a past master of Mount Moriah Lodge number 116, AFNAM of Maryland. Also a right worshipful past junior grand warden and past grand chaplain of the Grand Lodge of Maryland. The essay that I'm sharing with you is one I wrote for the Short Talk Bulletin published in May 2023. It's titled, The Brotherhood of Man and the Manhood of the Brother. The 21st century is a confusing time for today's men. The nature of man and his masculinity has become a punchline, and it is becoming well known how anxiety among men is growing in modern America. The evolving labor market is also a source of stress. The emphasis on physical strength has faded. The value of upper body strength to lift heavy objects and to make things has been diminished or eliminated. Most of those jobs went to China, the result of decades of deindustrialization. Some may recall how society blamed men for crashing the economy. The accusatory phrase, risk-taking bravado, comes to mind. Very small minorities are grabbing headlines with issues such as restroom use. Every week, traditional manualists is shredded by some article or cover story where society promotes homogenous androgyny. The latest involves advertising of men's products and the new buzz phrase, toxic masculinity. Lately, it seems that our society has set its sights on the notion that manhood is no longer relevant in modern culture. It promotes how men should reject the old-school pressures and demands of being a man. Men are encouraged to stop acting tough and to get in touch with their emotional self. They should become more sensitive men and learn to communicate and empathize. Let go of the fond memories of physical demanding jobs. Those jobs are gone, so look into fields that are emerging, such as nursing and human resources. Man's inclination toward taking risk has been blamed for some of the latest economic downturns. Male lawmakers are criticized as being unable to negotiate due to their conditioning and natural tendency to compete and seek dominance over the competition. Perhaps the saddest cut of all is how society has determined that boys' natural wild energy is too disruptive in the classroom, so they need to be drugged and learn to sit quietly. And at the same time, there are other questions arising about the state of modern men. Why are men less academic? Why are fewer men marrying? Why are so many men living in their parents' basements? Is society producing more sissies? Where are the real men? Why are men not men? Good question. More accurately stated, why aren't men good at being men? Much of today's culture clouds the icons of masculinity, and there lacks a place where men can focus on those aspects of their God-given nature. We are subjected to the media bashing, the political correctness things, the consumerism, and all the things that have diluted and diminished the value of masculinity. Our culture is failing in producing sufficient numbers of positive male role models for families and for communities. Society is also failing to produce sufficient numbers of men who will gravitate to what our fraternity is offering. 
So what does the future hold for our great fraternity, and how can we influence it? Experience teaches us that if we wait on our culture or government or schools to provide us with direction on being a man and an outlet for our energy, we will likely wait forever. Sitting around complaining about what's wrong with the world today and how everyone needs to change is not the right approach either. Consider Masonry's role in making good men better men and expand that thought into making good men better at being men. Unfortunately, one of the greatest weaknesses of current mindsets is the consumer mentality, where choices must be made from pre-existing models and options. The result is a cynical, beaten-down view of what's possible. Freemasonry offers the promise of an atmosphere of free thought and ideas. Over the last four centuries, Masonry has survived and flourished for multiple reasons. The main reason is that it finds a way to maintain its relevance by changing with the times and adapting to fill a void and provide a need for mankind. It evolved and revised itself around the popular needs of the time. We see this in each century, and it is as significant today as it was 300 years ago. Freemasonry is a fraternity, and by definition, a fraternity is an organization comprised only of men. And what is the battle cry of this fraternity of ours? We make good men better men, correct? We've all heard that. A good man lives the moral virtues that we teach. He has a virtuous character. Being good involves honesty, integrity, justness, kindness, fairness, generosity, and more. In that regard, being a good man is similar in description to that of being a good woman. But being good at being a man is different. Outside of Freemasonry, what is there that provides a haven for good men to pursue a path to enduring masculinity? Our society lacks an institutional structure for creating an atmosphere for making good men better men and better at being men. For this reason, Freemasonry is as relevant as ever. Freemasonry offers a way where moral and virtuous tenets can be viewed in a non-doctrinal way. This creates the opportunity to develop an understanding of one's nature, masculinity, and relationship with their creator in a way that is not tied to any particular dogma. This can be very attractive to the generations of today and those yet to come. Unmistakably, Freemasonry will continue, and it will do so with members from the millennial generation and beyond. Our average age is in the 60s, and we're not initiating many 60, 70, and 80-year-olds these days. The day is quickly approaching where the new generation of Masons will make this Masonic fraternity their own. I read an interesting book about the millennial generation. Based on the interviews and surveys that went into writing that book, we now live in a culture that distrusts the old traditions of religion that are so attached to the dogma and doctrines of faith. Simultaneously, the millennial generation clearly recognizes the importance of connecting with the spiritual side of their being and wraps themselves around those elements of their nature that make them good men. Freemasonry has always been about doing that, and so from that point of view, it is as important as it's ever been. Freemasonry is about creating positive male role models, and it provides a place where men can focus on the old icon of stability in the male gender through connectedness, communications, and conversations with multiple generations of men. 
That has been its fundamental strength in almost every generation. Underlying all of that is how these activities and the strategies occur in private conclaves of men where three and four generations are participating in the dialogue, in Lodge, at the same time. And so, Freemasonry will adapt to the needs of society. This means, my brothers, our fraternity will change, and it will change to remain relevant as it always has. Change is both an inevitability and a constant. In the words of the Canadian rock band Rush, changes aren't permanent, but change is. Regarding Freemasonry, change should not be something that happens to it. Change should be something that Freemasons make happen. As we face concerns with our declining membership and retention, we can continue to go through the motions. We can look longingly at the glory years of the past. We can look for answers to our issues by having more dinners, consuming more alcohol, holding more fundraisers, providing more entertainment, relaxing admission requirements, forming more committees, and on and on. Yet, our forebears started new fraternities, new religions, new churches, new governments, new philosophies, new ways of living, new ways of thinking, and above all, new responses to the needs of society. Why not now? And why not us? Do we want more spaghetti dinners, or do we want to change the world? This is Brother Michael A. Smith, a voice for Freemasonry. And this has been the Short Talk Bulletin Podcast, produced in cooperation with the Masonic Service Association of North America for the purpose of providing a common stock of vetted Masonic information to all of the constituent lodges of all of the member jurisdictions, and is made possible through a generous grant from the Grand Lodge AFNAM of Minnesota, who have been engaging and inspiring good men who believe in a supreme being to live according to the Masonic tenets of bro-